Chapter Twelve of Miss Philura's Wedding Gown by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mrs. Van Duser seemed to come to life at this. Our congratulations, she repeated. Our congratulations, indeed. No, John, I must decline to enter into any such collusion, even with you. I can never. Mr. Van Duser drew a chair to his wife's side and deliberately passed his arm about her substantial waist. He was calm and smiling. Now, Carrie, he began, I don't want you to make a fool of yourself, and I'm not going to allow it. His tone was pleasant, and his grey eyes were actually twinkling. But Caroline P. Van Duser was interiorly convinced of the truth of his words. She answered him in the deepest, most rotund tones of her platform voice. My dear John, she said majestically, I think you forget yourself. These words addressed to any other individual would not have failed of their result. A blighted human being would have slunk, one uses the word advisedly, slunk quietly and unobtrusively away from the Jovian glance of Caroline P. Van Duser's eyes and blessed the opportunity of so slinking. But John Van Duser took not the slightest notice of his wife's remark. Instead, he tightened the clasp of his arm about her waist and said quite simply and unaffectedly, I never told you before, Carrie, but I'm going to now. My mother didn't want me to marry you. She set up quite a row about it, in fact. He appeared to relapse into reverie. What? stammered the lady in the motoring bonnet. Your mother objected? Either the idea or the heat of the room appeared oppressive, for she untied the mammoth structure of fur and velvet and cast it from her. That's right, Carrie, Mr. Van Duser said kindly. Better take your coat off, too. I don't believe it, cried Mrs. Van Duser. Wasn't I a peabody? Oh, you were certainly born of that illustrious name, Mr. Van Duser conceded. But you had no money while Abby Decker had four thousand dollars in her own right, enough to buy a house with, as my dear mother faithfully pointed out to me, in season and out of season. Abby Decker? repeated Mrs. Van Duser. Abby Decker? Why, John, she... I didn't love Abby Decker, he told her, and I did love Carrie Peabody. I had it out with my mother along that line, and I won. I told her I was poor, but I didn't intend to stay so, that I didn't need Abby Decker's four thousand dollars, and never should. But I did need, and would have, Carrie Peabody. But, John, your mother never so much as hinted anything of the sort to me. I always thought... You always thought yourself a most welcome addition to the family. Exactly so, my dear Carrie, put in John Van Duser. My mother was a sensible woman in the main, and she knew me well enough to understand her duty toward you. I guess she wasn't sorry in the long run. 
recalling the pampered old lady swathed in costly furs and sparkling with the diamonds she loved mrs van duser silently agreed with him but john she said this time without a trace of her platform manner this seamstress is a very ordinary sort of person and her mother she finished with an undisguised shudder i went to see mrs parsons to-day her husband said slowly greg's letter came by the morning post and i've been rather well busy since to tell you the truth carrie there isn't a shadow of anything derogatory against the girl they're quite poor people so were we don't forget it the girl has a fair education she is beautiful industrious and the mother told me there was a peabody cousin somewhere back on the father's side and his great-grandfather's brother-in-law uh, was a winthrop so there you have it greg loves her and he's going to marry her tomorrow whether we're there with a blessing or not if we're not john van duser paused to eye his wife fixedly to his astonishment he saw not the mrs j mortimer van duser the august partner of his later years the radioactive centre of various clubs and boards of management and foremost in the steadily increasing ranks of fashionable suffragettists no all these majestic and truly awe-inspiring attributes appear to have dropped away like the motor cloak which lay upon the floor what he saw was a rather stout woman past middle age but looking every inch the mother of his son her eyes sought his own appealingly almost humbly oh if if we don't go you think greg we should lose him he said and really my dear a beautiful daughter distantly related to yourself and the winthrops what couldn't you make of her mrs van duser heaved a deep sigh her eyes became reminiscent her manner she mused was really distinguished i thought so at the time and her figure properly gowned well yes john van duser drew her into both arms and kissed her on hesitating lips that's my sensible carrie i knew you'd see it we'll go down to-morrow and dine with philura after the young folks have gone on their honeymoon mrs van duser lay supinely against his shoulder i don't seem able to resist anything even to dining with philura rice she said weakly but john surely we can't allow greg to live in innisfield and go on working for that bimmer person small shopkeeping is so vulgar and the poor things couldn't exist on the absurd figures gregory mentioned oh yes they could asserted john van duser cheerfully we lived on less and you did the cooking and washed the dishes my word i'd like one of your pies occasionally now if i could get it but i'll tell you carrie i've looked into that trimmer business i found the proprietor a decent fellow very much in need of capital he's got a fair start over all competitors and in the end i decided not to make milt one of them <laughs> he paused to chuckle to himself 
Milt? inquired his wife, sitting up and beginning to replace her loosened hairpins. <laughs> That's what Trimmer calls Gregory, he told her. Here, you Milt, run down and put coal on the furnace, he quoted. It won't hurt him, not a bit of it. And he knows it, the young rascal. I could bring her out this winter, said Mrs. Van Duser. And if Gregory wants to work, why not take him in with you? John Van Duser smote his knee with his flattened palm. Let him go his own gate, I say, Carrie. It'll make a man of him as nothing else will. And they need to be alone together, in their own nest. Just as we were, my dear, in what I sometimes look back to as the happiest days of my life. Mrs. Van Duser arose to the full height of her majestic figure. John, she said solemnly, I shall teach Gregory's wife how to make pie crust properly. End of chapter 12